0: Five, four, three, two, one. Please do not change channel. From Krypton Radio brought to you by Famous Faces and Funnies and Off the Chain with Yvonne Mason, it's the Hanging With Web Show Radio Hour, the internet's premier pop culture talk radio show. You're tuned in, you're logged on, and now your hosts, G.W. Pommager and Christian Basil. Who are you hanging with?
1: Hello, Krypton Radio. How are y'all doing tonight? Welcome to the Hanging With Web Show Radio Hour. I'm G.W. Pomacher.
0: Christian Basil. How are you guys doing tonight? Thanks for hanging with us.
1: Yeah. And we're here tonight. Uh, and we're going to chat about the n- brand new hit show on Amazon, Personal Space.
0: Amazon prime
1: yeah Amazon prime uh March 2nd it drops so if you guys haven't seen it yet right after the show go over to Amazon and watch this um this is a really cute funny uh show we love this yeah uh, uh,
0: if you're gonna start binge watching there's 28 episodes on Amazon Prime look up personal space I got I got I got into it and it is uh, it is awesome
1: I we binged all 28. Yeah. I, I don't want to say I don't have a life, but we've been twenty-eight <laughs> episodes in a we day. Don't. So it but it was funny. I was having a good time. And so we're here tonight uh hanging with show co creator and co writer Dana Shaw, who y'all might know from her work on Echo Chamber and Classic Alice, and in twenty eighteen an animated short, which is Multiplex Ten. So she's been around here, guys. Uh, and we're also on the line with actress Nikki Klein, uh, who everybody knows from Battlestar Galactica. But she's been a sci-fi pop culture staple doing parts in shows like Dead Like Me, Smallville, The Twilight Zone. I mean, she's part of our culture. So Nikki, Dana, how are y'all doing tonight? <laughs>
2: Thank you, doing great. great. Yeah, happy I'm to
3: be here.
1: I'm doing great as
3: well.
1: Well, thanks, thanks for hanging us, with us, ladies. Yeah. Um, Absolutely.
3: Thanks for having us.
1: All right. So, without, I'm trying not to give too much away. So, I'm going to use y'all's language. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all. Yeah, because I'm I'm in Florida, <laughs> dude. I can say that. Um, so <laughs> that even
3: hurt my ears. <laughs> see, as someone from Maryland, it is it is legit. can say
1: it yeah i'm florida it's y'all what Garrett says (laughs) yeah so um personal space is uh for all of y'all out there on krypton radio is a show about i would like to say a generational spaceship a colonization ship but it's really about a reality tv show that comes from the uh, therapy sessions, or electronic diary entries of the crew. Um, and which one of you sick people came up with this? <laughs> That's Tom. That's got to be Tom. <laughs> uh, well,
3: Tom and Zach and I were trying for a very long time to figure out a way to do a, a sci-fi web show in a way that wouldn't completely bankrupt us. Uh, so we hit upon the idea of using a fixed perspective camera, um, and doing it kind of log style, like, you know, the Elizabeth Bennet diaries, Uh um, which made it so we only had to construct one set or really half of one set because you don't have to see what's behind the therapy computer, um. And we realized that the best way to get people talking was to make it so that there was someone for them to talk to so that's where the therapy computer idea came from and that way we were able to figure out a really good way to tell these people's stories without having to leave that room
1: i i think I thought it was great it was kind of a uh, uh- the, the Truman Show speech, you know, meets Space nineteen ninety nine. I just I felt like, wow. Uh, I feel bad for these people, and I know they're actors. I, so
0: I, I kind of feel that the computer is more like Hal and Holly from Red Dwarf, that they got together and and, and merged together. That this is the computer that they would have ended up with.
1: And yeah, this is a it, naughty computer. All of the rules <laughs> would say don't share this, and it's being broadcast to us. So uh nikki um you're leading a really cool cast um what uh indeed yeah so um like i said our people on krypton will know you from Battlestar galactica and other great ensemble pieces um but now you're you're helming this project i mean you're the commander uh, well you're trying to be uh no spoiler there just say come on she's trying. now
2: <laughs> come on now i'm the commander
1: <laughs> i earned it fair and fair. i never did she's commander
2: um, yes.
1: i never did work out did you, I guess you keep could say the I got commander i was going to say did you keep the commander i never did did she? you didn't you you didn't let him take away your commander stripes right he's
2: going to let people, yeah yeah. I'm just going to let people uh watch and and, and,
1: and find see. out for themselves. Yeah.
2: But um, uh needless to say I did move up from being a knuckle dragger on the hangar deck and uh that was a pretty good feeling.
3: She's had a very bright career.
1: Yes, stellar. One might say. I well I said <laughs> it. I'm, the the team here is laughing but they're afraid to get fired. <laughs> so,
0: um. <laughs> she's young, she's ambitious, she wants to do the right thing.
1: So, Nikki, from Knuckle Dragon to Commander, of what has turned out to be a little bit of an unruly crew. Um, uh, What's that like? What's that journey been like for you?
2: Well, it's interesting because I I was reflecting on um, the character's journey, and it was really cool to finally see the episodes one after the other because when you're filming, you know, you pack them together in such a way that makes the most sense using the different sets and... And things like that, so it's not necessarily linear. Um, but as I was watching, I was realizing that there there are some similarities in in her arc to to Kelly's, where she starts off very wide eyed and earnest, and kind of eager to please, and and has this kind of uh, naive naivete about her. And as she starts facing more adversity things don't go the way she wants people don't live up to her expectations you start to see kind of different layers of of her character which you know that where that led in in callie's case um luckily personal space is a comedy so it's not quite as dark but it's definitely interesting
1: it is it was a very interesting thing to see um now, Dana, as you're writing, uh, we're noticing your cast list. Um, it's a who's who of sci-fi. And as you said, mm-hmm. you put a single Campbell perspective to be able to do a science fiction show, uh, on a realistic budget. Um, mm-hmm. and yet you have sci-fi's who's who on board the ship. What's it like to try to write for all these guys?
3: Well, uh, we realized, so this was not just me and it wasn't just Tom. It was uh, a room of five people uh, who who were writing this. And we had originally planned to make this in a closet, essentially, like not anything with the the same kind of depth of space to work with. It was just going to be like you sit in a chair in front of a wall. Uh, And then we started Talking about, well, we really like how this series is coming along and we want to know how we could further it, how we could, how we could really stretch the limitations of what we think we're capable of, of making. And part of that was we, we wrote with specific actors in mind. So Nikki's role of Gail Gartner, we specifically wrote picturing Nikki, uh, and then went, well, she's never going to want to do it. Who else can we get? And then really lucked out in getting Nikki to work on this with us. So that's, that's yeah, it was. Yeah. It's really been an incredible journey.
1: That is a fantastic story, and because and it leads me to my next question, um, which is, you guys have put the web to the best possible use, um, and we're finding we exist because the internet has created opportunities for arts and entertainment you guys from conception to funding to distribution have um put the internet to use and the fans so um it wow by the way thank you because you guys are the reason <laughs> that guys like us can do this
3: but <laughs> happy <laughs> health thank <health. laughs> you
0: Nikki, I have a question for you. When you started acting, um, you had some roles in other geekdom before you became before you became Callie in Battlestar Galactica. You were in Dark Angel, Smallville, uh, Twilight Zone, The Dead Zone. W- was this something that you were pursuing when you were going into your acting career, or was this something that just landed in your lap? And are you yourself a fan of sci-fi? Uh, well, I
2: have to say I don't know if it landed in in my lap, so much as it was just, uh, you know, due to different uh, coinciding circumstances, which one of them being that I lived in Vancouver and they filmed a lot of science fiction there. Right. So the the ratio of science fiction productions it was quite high. Um, and I think I also. Had a certain edgier look at the time, you know, like kind of when I started out, I had this short, punky hair, and I think that that lent itself to some alternative type characters that might be more common on sci fi. So it wasn't by any means intentional, uh, because I went out for a lot of other things too, but I think that I, I probably suited the, the characters that were in sci fi, and there were just Way more productions in in Vancouver, um, and I have to be honest, I feel so fortunate to have been welcomed and introduced to this world because it wasn't something that I was super familiar with before, and I'm just really inspired by the the community that surrounds science fiction. Mm-hmm. And as I've been introduced to more um, content, like whether it's novels or movies or stories, the way that science fiction is able to kind of challenge our current belief systems and think about the future or alternate realities in ways that I think are really important for us to understand our current reality, I think is so incredible. So I'm definitely a fan now, although I kind of came to it late. And uh, there's actually a part that my character, Gail, in Personal Space... (laughs) talks about how um well i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything Ah, but uh there's a part there's a part in the story that i could very uh much relate to that that has to do with this
0: now before you took the role of callie were you aware Mm -hmm. of the classic series battlestar galactica and did you know how much geekdom you were getting into when you took the role uh, into the new series on the sci-fi channel
2: i had no idea
0: Real? Okay, that's No all right.
2: idea. No, like zero. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, I wasn't familiar with the whole series, and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. I mean, I think there's different levels of it, because uh-huh. I don't know that any of us really knew what we were getting into, because there were other sci-fi shows that filmed in, in Vancouver, like Stargate and um, Andromeda. You know, X-Files obviously was like the original so I, I knew, knew that they were around and, you know, no, no offense to them. But I do think that Battlestar really forged a path um, for what, what could be done with sci-fi television. And uh, so I, I just feel incredibly lucky that I happened to
1: fit so, the part. So do we. We're, we're actually, we're, we feel very lucky that <laughs> you and the whole cast brought... Uh, Battlestar Galactica to life in a way that was dramatic and realistic and, um, and true to the original stories without being as campy as 1970s. So you guys did a great job.
0: Oh, come on. I like Lauren Green. Come on. Uh, I, I love dying. Lauren Green. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, uh, it, no offense to, g- I love the new cl- new series, but I'm a classic person
1: yeah, too. Yeah. Well, so I now, think they're
2: both very, Great, well done for their time. You know, yes. I think, I don't really think it's fair to compare them.
1: No, I, cause I don't think you could do, um, I don't think some of the classic science fiction that is so beloved would be the same if it was done with a modern slant. Um, they were, you, yeah. like you said, revolutionarily, they were able to do it with, um, Battlestar Galactica. But if you tried to tell, and they have tried to tell Flash Gordon, in a modern scene. It just doesn't work that you need some camp. Mm-hmm. You need some of that classic styling. So yeah. you guys were able to do with Battlestar Galactica, what's very hard to do. So they are both fantastic shows. Um, Dana, you working with the Battlestar Galactica alumni, uh, you had Tim Russ from Star Trek. Uh, I was enjoying the appearance of some Stargate cast. Um, what what your phone book rocks,
0: <laughs> and I'm sorry you have Kurt Yeager who I who I'm friends with on Facebook, and and I've interviewed him on in another show, and I was just like, oh my god, and this guy's wild. So well, yeah, I saw Cliff show
1: up, and five. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. So I'm like, the whole s- yeah, yeah, collect the whole set right on this show. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: it's. Really incredible that we've been able to, to get all these incredible actors together, especially ones that are known for sci-fi, um, and put them all on this show. I think that really speaks to the test, like, it, it's a testament to, um, the, the strength of both the show and its, its, uh, the, the central premise. But it's also a, a, a real testament, I think, to Tom's force of personality and, his ability to go into meetings with people and be able to say, like, hey, this is what we want to do, and it means a lot to us. And I think it's going to be really cool, and it would mean the world to me if you were a part of it.
1: So it's just he just puts him in a room and says, look, I'm going to film this uh, science fiction indie project in my garage. Would you guys like to come over and have some burgers? And these guys said yes?
3: <laughs> Not quite. Uh, so once he <laughs> got
1: want wanted pickles once, on the burgers.
3: <laughs> once, uh, once Nikki got on board, actually, we started realizing we can't shoot it in a closet because, oh, my God, that would be embarrassing. Um, yeah. so I,
1: can see, <laughs> I can see that.
3: I don't do closets. <laughs>
1: That's kind of what
3: we figured. So that was so, like, in her rider,
1: home. no closet. <laughs>
3: So we kind of figured, okay, well, uh, oops, we accidentally got the person who we wrote the role imagining, uh, now what do we do? And that's part of why we were why, why we had to kickstart to make this incredible set that we wound up with. Um, and from there we were able to be like, okay, well, we have one person who has said that they believe in us. Um, hopefully that will help us get other people who believe in us too.
1: It certainly Um, did.
3: And, yeah, so, so a big part of it was um, knowing that we had Nikki's support and being able to, to move forward, being confident that at least someone knew what we were trying to do and wanted to do it with us.
1: Absolutely. Um, now, you did the Kickstarter campaign, and then mm-hmm. – um, uh after production you went ahead and you launched uh on the web we know amazon video uh march 2nd but we also know you're doing a world premiere on sharetv.com on march 9th yes yes mm-hmm. so um is there a reason that you chose uh this distribution model as opposed to a more uh sort of that classic hollywood uh distribution uh fight
3: well we had been, we've been talking, we we spent a lot of time talking about the way that we wanted to distribute this. Originally, our plan had been, you know, one or two a week, um, dropped on a platform like YouTube, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that we didn't have to do YouTube, and we looked into other options. And one thing that uh, Share TV did for us is they were, again, they were... People who believed in us very early and were able to, to, help make sure that our Kickstarter got off to a good place. So we, we were able to sign a, a non-exclusive distribution agreement with them. Um, and unlike Amazon, they are not geo-locked, I think is the term.
1: Uh-huh, um, yeah.
3: so we'll be able to, to use them to reach our fans who don't happen to be in the United States or the UK.
1: Wow. That is fantastic. It really is. Um, it, it, we talk a lot on the show about, uh, the opportunities that have become available, uh, through digital media, uh, online. And you guys put every single piece of it together. So perfectly. Um, we'll be right. We have to go take a little bit of a break, uh, and we'll be right back. And we're going to chat with y'all some more, uh, I'd love to get some, you know, final thoughts as we wrap up the hour. So, good. uh, stick around for a minute, guys. We'll be right back. Um, and we're going to hear from a few of our friends and partners. Famous
2: Faces and Funnies in Melbourne, Florida is leading the way in pop culture fun. From comic books and graphic novels to Funko Pops and collector's items, Famous Faces and Funnies has it all. Rick Shea and the professional team at Famous Faces and Funnies are friendly and knowledgeable. Whether you're looking for toys, props, collector treasures, or a new comic book, Famous Faces and Funnies is your one-stop shop. To find Famous Faces and Funnies on Facebook and Twitter, just type at FFFComics.
0: The Hanging With Web Show Radio Hour on Krypton Radio, bringing you the very best in pop culture talk radio. Each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, The Hanging With Web Show Radio Hour with your hosts, G.W. Pomichur and Christian Basil, who are hanging with rising pop culture newcomers as well as superstar icons. The Hanging With Web Show Radio Hour. Tune in Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Who are you hanging with?
1: Greetings, true believers. This is absolutely, positively not Stan Lee, reminding you that you are listening to Krypton Radio. Krypton, that's the other guys. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Excelsior! All right. We're back and we are here hanging with Nikki Klein, Dana Shaw, hanging with web show radio hour coach host, uh, Christian Basil. I'm GW Pomacher and thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Um, so we were just talking about your use of digital media, uh, from the beginning. How long did your Kickstarter campaign last?
3: Uh, it just lasted a month. Yeah.
1: Just, just 30 it felt, days. It
3: felt, it felt way longer,
1: like an eternity. Please, somebody give us money. Um <laughs> Yes. 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 Uh, so, did you guys meet your goal? I that was the one piece of research I didn't get over there to see. Did you guys meet your goal? Um, were you happy? Were <laughs> yes. you happy well, with the <laughs> Well, They got a
0: series. They got a series. Yeah,
1: but uh, meeting that goal that <laughs> you tell <laughs> Kickstarter, I would like a million dollars. That doesn't always work, uh, but I, filmmakers don't. make do. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh,
3: no, we, we met our goal. We made a goal of $45,000. We surpassed that by about $4,500.
1: Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so obviously you got out of the closet that kept Nikki on board. Uh, (laughs) yes. Or you let Nikki out of the closet. Once you, once you head around board, you just lock her in there in case you don't get the set, right? (laughs) Jeez. You sign up for that, Nicky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that the bonus plan? Not sure. Uh, <laughs> she's not answering. Hmm. She
3: I would uh, just like to state that personal space has never condoned locking people in rooms.
1: <laughs> <We laughs> Nor has for the for Hanging With It's all
3: fire. about letting people out of the closet. Let
1: it, that's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or at least letting Try. them choose to lock themselves in there for 25 wow, years. Wow, this
1: show went right. in a whole different direction. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> now now i'm i'm bringing this up because um it was something i talked to tom a lot with i'm sorry to take this on a sad note but i wanted to interject something here um a year before uh you guys started filming i was invited with a team of mine to go to a convention called Infinity Con and interesting enough the all-star cast of Infinity Con was Battlestar Galactica they even had edward out there i'm like how did edward get out there so they had Edward James Olmos and Richard Hatch, and unfortunately, that would be the first and last time I would see Richard. Um, great guy and a, and a wonderful gentleman. He talked a lot with me, and he did express that he was going to come on the show, and uh, Tom and I were arranging that, and unfortunately, um, you know, he did pass. What was your first impression when you first heard that Richard Hatch had passed away? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I know, Nikki, you wrote it on your blog. So, wow, it was very touching for Richard.
3: Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful memorial for him. Um, I so this is this is a little bit removed, I will say. Um, I knew that Tom was very, very happy to have worked with Richard. And I know that he had hoped for a long time. And healthy partnership with him yeah. for for future work, and you know potentially future seasons and whatnot. And I think I think we all felt the pain of that cut short. I feel like we we didn't. None of us felt like we got enough time with him.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki, you worked with uh, Richard back uh, with BSG. Um, and we saw some of your photos yeah. and things and, and y'all had a good relationship, uh, just to, you know, because that's what we do. And, and Christian brought it up. So, uh, how, how did you do, uh, yeah. with that as your last project? Wh- what's your, I tell you what, let's, let's bring this back over where there's a smile working on personal space with Richard again. What's the best memory you have, uh, working with Richard again? What's that thing that's going to stick with you uh. now that Richard can?
2: <laughs> well, there's there's one thing, and I I might have to look it up to get the language accurate. But I I took these funny photos of him in the harness when, when we were filming the, the zero, zero gravity yeah. scenes. Yeah, and the poor guy, he was so uncomfortable. He was he didn't know what was going on or at least i didn't think he didn't know what it was he thought you know it was something with his stomach and it was so i know it was it was hard but but he is such a professional and just gives it his all and i i sent him um some photos through facebook so I'm, i just opened it up on my phone and his response his first response was "We." <laughs> which is something that he always said. He used to say that. He used to say that in person and in writing. He he liked it.
1: Wow. And he wrote.
2: I look like the flying nerdy boy. Lol.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and he just and, and then wrote some kind words, which he always always had for everyone. Um, so I have that, and I. Every time I was with Richard, and I've I've said this many times, and I think other people have their own versions of this, but he was always trying to find out what people cared about, what they were passionate about, and if there was anything that he could help them do to inspire them to take greater leaps in that direction if they had fears how could he help them build confidence if they had limiting beliefs about what was possible how could he help them see possibilities he was really so generous and so thoughtful in wanting to inspire people it was really just always wonderful to be around him and he had so much energy and i it was it was painful to see him in pain because i he, he he was usually uh, – he usually had a lot more energy than he did on that shoot, and it was noticeable to me, but but he certainly powered through.
1: Well, the consummate pro is anyone you can hang yeah. on a wire at 70 years old. Oh, my God. That's, that's – <laughs> Oh, true. my God. And go –
3: Oh,
2: and
0: go, <laughs> <laughs> How many e's did he input for that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that's that's I, a great story though, and it's it's a great example of what it was like to work with Richard. And we're glad you shared it with us. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging with us. Uh, personal space, Dana. Um, now, in addition to personal space, we know you write for uh, Parcast. And, I do. Yes. Uh, who is, again, taking digital media by storm, uh, elevating the level of podcasting uh, and Internet broadcasting. Tell us just a little bit about that.
3: Uh, sure. Well, Parcast is a is a podcast network. We focus on uh, scripted entertainment. Um, and we have currently a bunch of history and mystery and true crime and we're branching into some fun fiction stuff right now so like uh our our new show tales is uh dark retellings of uh fairy tales and it's it's been fun i've been i've been full time with them for a little over a month now uh just starting to see the the episodes that i helped some writers with uh coming out which is very exciting
1: I think it's fantastic. In addition to being a new outlet for uh, journalists like myself, uh, but internet radio, podcasting has breathed new life into the historical radio show, into yeah. radio fiction. and In a big way. In a huge way. Uh, whether it be rebroadcasts of classic radio shows, I, I actually listen to the shadow not long ago on the internet.
3: Oh my gosh. It was awesome. awesome.
1: I was like, "Wow, where else can, you can't get that anymore." Um and so and so you guys are we saw on the podcast website that you guys are doing that with a lot of different things. So you're bringing you're bringing the the radio shows back to the internet. Uh We're really
3: trying to, yeah.
1: That's fantastic, really. Um that's we started the show with the principal inspire uh, to great things aspire or inspire others to great things aspire to great things yourself and always create and you guys live that every day and so that just stuck out to us um and that's fantastic um so guys um so let's kind of chat a little bit more 28 episodes are out there for amazon prime viewers uh what's next is is Please tell me season two is coming because you guys left in a really cool place. So, yes, I would love for season two to be coming. <laughs> <laughs> me, too. Uh, Internet, <laughs> listen to what she's saying. She wants season two. Give it to her. And me, <laughs> and Christian, and... It's, is the Kickstarter already out? For- <laughs> no, no, it's
3: not. Uh, Where can I let you take my it? money? <laughs> Trust me, we will have yeah, it exactly. available shortly.
0: I don't think Dana or Nikki need uh, a Kickstarter to take your
1: money, sir. I think it just- no, no, it was, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. I have a
3: PayPal. There you go. <laughs> I just take I, I take cash. Take cash? <laughs> <You can just laughs> take <Yeah. laughs> Anything
0: looks like, you know.
1: Uh, frank, Dana man. as a as a writer, I know myself, we love uh when we're able to turn a good phrase. So mm-hmm. do you have a favorite line or a favorite uh piece that you worked on? Uh, during personal space, any, anything that stands out as when you sat back in your chair and went, that's, that's going to (laughs) work.
3: Okay. I'm so glad that you asked me this because there is one line that every time it's about to come up for about five minutes, I giggle until I cry. (laughs) Um, and I'm the only person who finds it this funny. Um, which is the case of most of my jokes. Um,
1: but Welcome it's, to it's my world.
3: In, <laughs> it's in episode six with the birthday party. Um, and it's, it's Richard Hatch's character, uh, King, Commander King. Uh-huh. And he says, it's, suppo- it's supposed to be a going away party. Or rather a go away party. I'll, I'll wait for
1: laughs. No, I did. I liked that. I did. Um, I love that. I love it, that line. It did. Cause it encapsulated <laughs> yeah. like the whole first section of the, of the season. It was yeah. the struggle to determine what to do with, uh, commander King, uh, or right. about commander King. Um, yeah, it's sort of a, 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 sci-fi. What, what about Bob? What do we do with him? You know, God, um, so that is, that's, that's a funny line, and I'm glad that it made you laugh. Nikki, uh, as a performer, you get handed these lines, uh, and it's, again, like you said, a little bit outside of the sci-fi wheelhouse that you're accustomed to, so you have a lot of funny stuff. So in a closet. In a closet. <laughs> We're not letting you out of that closet tonight. Christian, let her out. Um, it's a walk-in. It's, it's a, a walk-in. Morning. Oh, okay, good. Lots of room. Space. <laughs> Personal space. I'll be the best for Nikki. <laughs> best line. What was your favorite uh, moment there for for your character?
0: I'll
2: have to think. I just want to say something quickly about yes. you know Richard's lines. I think there was something really kind of bittersweet about all of those. Like there were so many clever, beautiful scenes that he had where he's really struggling. You know, doesn't doesn't want to give up command doesn't want to leave and just knowing his fate, if you will, like having that in the background as as you watch made it so much more poignant and a, a layer of sadness that I you know, obviously that was not expected in any no, on of the this writing. Side, but
1: yeah, on this side, yeah, as the yeah. viewer, uh yeah. we really felt that I think, because uh, he yeah. was delivering lines about kind of, you know, going back to sleep and, you know, in the show, yeah. 29 years, but it's it's virtually forever. And, of course, he's delivering these lines totally. and you're thinking, wow,
0: Ugh.
1: how yeah. profound at that moment. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, Nikki got really yeah. deep on that Yeah, I there. felt that, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nikki went really that, did. we did like a Barbara some, Walters thing be
2: lying. I really yeah right. hey maybe that's my next my next <laughs> game um, nice. uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Fine. I I'm kind of one of those people where I have really good short term memory, which which worked well for what we had to do, which was memorize lines very quickly. Like I would kind of look at the script and then download it to my brain. And then Tom would tell me what's happening, And then I would (laughs) say, talk to the camera. Um, And and I pulled that off. But I don't know that a lot of them have really stayed with me. You know, like I'll cram for the test and then it's it's. It's gone. I, I, don't I don't know, Dana. Do you have any pass, you can, Gail Gardner? Line?
1: Yeah, you can have a pass <laughs> on account of you made us all cry with, um, you know, talking uh, about Richard's lines. So, okay, you get a break there.
2: I do have a funny
1: moment. Though, oh, good. That I Please. like where.
2: Uh, so, so throughout the whole series, and I, I don't think this is enough to be a spoiler, but. I struggle every time I go into the therapy room to open the doors. Like they're always like I'm having to push them, and they close on me, and it, it's it's so annoying. And then when um, the captain comes in, he claps, and they open, and then there's this realization I have that that's possible. <laughs>
1: that yeah, the first scene <laughs> that I saw like, where that uh, happened, <laughs> it was Tim. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. and, okay. and he turned around and did the clapper yeah. and the door slid open and yeah. I about fell out of my chair.
2: Yeah. Yeah. After all of us have been like squeezing through, it's very funny.
1: Yeah. It was, that. it was, I, I about fell down thinking really. <laughs> and of course the idea, you know, again, I think us as fans, we tend to look at you guys and especially on screen and see uh the characters that we that are beloved. And so my first uh view in uh personal space of the clapper for the door was yeah. w- was watching Tuvok clap. And I, I, <laughs> right, right. I, I went, what? Really? Uh, <laughs> so clap uh, on. So, yeah, exactly. Um so uh, Dana, uh, you did a lot of work writing for the show and, mm-hmm. um, but actors are known to come off beat once in a while, especially very experienced actors like the ones that you were fortunate enough to cast. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so any great ad libs you can remember, uh, the cast bringing in and, and leaving with you and, and going, wow, why didn't I think of that like an hour ago? <laughs> Let's see. So
3: I think probably my favorite Improv lines were in a teaser, actually, and it came out, I want to say, a couple days ago. It's on, it's at personalspace.tv, um, and it's under there as barely recall. And it is, uh, Kurt Yeager and Sean Persaud's characters of F- Leonard Freeman and, uh, Stan Blaskowitz, And they are getting high and talking about the Berenstein Bears. Um, or Berenstain, bears, depending on what reality you live in.
1: huh.
3: <laughs> um, and they nice. improvised so well for the end of that scene where it's just supposed to kind of taper off and have them not realize what's going on anymore. And their improvisations for that had us dying. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had a moment of of improvisation in, I want to say, is that episode 25? It's, it's the one that takes entirely, it, it takes place entirely on the earth side with the earth side team. Um, Julia asks, or acts, Julia acts. And uh, she went off script toward the end and started, uh, I won't, I won't give it away, but she went off script and it was, so funny that we ruined multiple takes because we were laughing.
1: <laughs> it is. If you're a creative artist, your creation should be fun. Uh, it, should yes. be a, it should be a passion. So it, it's great when your actors and your cast and your crew can create uh, memorable moments on set, not just on screen. So uh, that's kind of a lot of fun to see. And, um, so, uh, Christian, I haven't heard from you in a while, so. I know, listen to the ladies. On. Yeah, well, no, of- me too. Oh. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, we have to pretend like we're here. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you could put the remote I- down. Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just give us a little heavy breathing.
1: Something. The- oh, don't ask him for that, oh. ladies. <laughs> We'll put you in the closet. Oh. about me. Oh my
0: goodness! <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> 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 well, I just h- here's something off to the side here, and if you folks have not been to it yet, it's nikki spelled N I C K I C L Y N E dot com. And you were referring to the memorial, the blog, and I had a question for you. What made you decide to write the blog? And I've read uh, a couple articles. Uh, i read a couple of entries and stuff. Not too many, but very passionate, passionate mm-hmm. stories in there that you tell. And what do you want from your audience and readers to come away with it when when, when you talk to them?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I think some, sometimes I'm surprised when people say that they've read it, which is silly because obviously I'm putting it out there because I hope people will will read in it, but. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're um, like me on Facebook when I post something, you know, <laughs> and when I get fifteen likes, I'm like, I got fifteen likes for that picture. Yes, <laughs> they love me. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think when I, yeah, something that I that I when I'm when I read when I read people's essays or or books or you know even just when people are interviewed, something that, that really moves me is just when they share parts of themselves that I can relate to and connect with, and I guess for lack of a better expression, feel less alone by sharing in, in sort of a a universal experience and writing helps me quantify those feelings for me. Like when I'm trying to make sense of, uh, you know, things that I'm going through, writing kind of helps me, Process it, and for whatever reason, sometimes that just comes out in what I think looks like a blog post. So then I'll I'll post it, um, and and I've received such beautiful feedback—not a lot, but enough that makes me think that it might be valuable to people to read, to feel, you know, that they. Maybe can relate to some of my experiences and um, maybe even understand them better because sometimes being able to express them or put words to describe them can can help us process feelings. So yeah, I've gone through some some adversity, just basic stuff like losing people. Um, that that writing has has really helped me kind of understand myself better through it.
0: It no, too. I, I, I can see your um, heart. so I hope in. that it's
2: something that will find moving. <laughs>
0: well no, I see your heart Sorry. pouring out in every entry that you put in there. And there's not that many, but the 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 ones mm-hmm. that you have in there, I can they're heartfelt. You you're telling a story. You're telling a a moment in time and I was like I, I really appreciate that. I really do love reading those, um, but yeah, definitely. If you Thank want to you. check it out, NikkiKlein.com. Um, you can also go to her shop. But she's run out of the oh my god, they've killed Callie shirts for the men, so I'm not happy about that. Oh
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I need to find some new, uh, some new screen printers. The guys that I used for those don't do it anymore. So if I find uh, some new screen printers to do it, I'd be happy to make more. They're they're really fun. Uh,
1: our, our good friends over at 8-Bit Fusion. Guys, job opportunity. Just saying. <laughs> hey, uh, connectors. Connectors, okay. okay. Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, Dana, uh, Nikki hit on something really important, uh, as a writer, uh, and maybe, you know, you could talk a little bit more about this. The, the writing process and writing to share a connection. And, uh, so personal space, Takes place as, from our perspective, a reality show. And Mm -hmm. I find as a writer that you really can't pick on something unless you have a a certain love for it. So who in the family's the reality show fan?
3: (laughs) Well, that's a, that's a complicated question. Um, I will say that I belonged to a sorority in college. Uh, and in the sorority house, though I didn't partake very much, let me be clear, mm-hmm. there was <laughs> often reality shows just on the television. It was either reality or house.
1: Reality um, or house? Um,
3: House, like Doctor like House. Like
1: Doctor House. Oh, yeah, Doctor House. That's what I thought. I was like, "What did you? I go to medical been over school? that sorority.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went was...
1: over that sorority at night. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was great. Um, so I I have a lot of friends who really love reality shows, and though I do not necessarily also love them, I understand what it is about them that my friends love, and um, Tom and I actually did get very, very, very invested, surprisingly so, in a reality show that happened a, a couple years ago called The Quest, uh, I I which it. is, it is phenomenal. It is uh, 12 people who are competing to uh, to become, like, the hero of the land, and they have all been transported to a fantasy castle in, I assume, Austria or Germany, because where else are fantasy castles? Yeah, Um right. And they have a bunch of the the special effects and costumes people from like the Lord of the Rings movies. Wow! So yeah, it was we got super invested, and I regret nothing except Re- that there hasn't <laughs> been a second season.
1: Reality TV for geek culture. Yeah, yeah finally. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, it was great. Now. But uh, again, as a writer and to the more serious question, um writing is often about showing people the connections between human beings um, and what were the challenges of doing these uh, essentially monologues uh, or the dialogues between the alley computer and the characters to making sure that those characters connected with the audience
3: well i think I think the big challenge is that they're so in the way that we see them, they are so disconnected from one another. Um, yeah. We don't see very much of the characters interacting in the same room. We see a lot of reaction. We see a lot of people reacting to things that have happened, uh, reflecting on, on relationships that are built mostly away from what we can see. So yeah. our biggest challenge was making the connections between the characters really tangible.
1: Well, I think the way you chose to do that by disconnecting them was actually, uh, both creative and effective because isn't that what we do when someone, you know, does something we don't like? We nod and we go, yeah, that was cool. And then you walk away and you go, God, I can't believe you did that. Um, yeah. And we got to see the opposite side of that conversation. I just want to make a comment. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um, I didn't get to work with the other actors until I did all my kind of monologue scenes to the computer. So uh, I think a real tribute to how well written and well cast it was, is that I had I had my imagination of what the characters were and kind of what had transpired that led me to have the lines that I did in my, in my monologues. And when it came time to interact with the other actors and, and do our scenes as our characters together, there were like, it, it just fit perfectly with what I had in my mind. So I think they were so specific and well-written and well-cast that, that it was easy to imagine from what was on the page kind of like what we were working off of in our therapy sessions.
1: Yeah, wow. It, it was. I think um, when we first started the show here, uh, the first two episodes or whatever, uh, as Dana alluded to, everybody seemed very disconnected but as the story progressed, we could see in the monologues the connections that were actually there. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a phenomenal piece of writing. My hats off to all of you and Dana and, and your whole team. Um, so uh, we've got about five minutes left uh, in our recording. So uh, Dana, Nikki, any final thoughts uh, about personal space or anything in particular?
3: Well, uh, I will say this, which is that we've been throwing the number 28 episodes around a lot. Uh, they are like four to six minute episodes. So they are not a huge yeah. time commitment.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, not. We, we, we made fun <laughs> early in the episode about, uh, binging all 28, but it was really like watching three episodes of, uh, a full one hour show. So, um, uh, yeah, they're great little episodes. Uh, they are, uh, I, I didn't take time to count because I literally got into the story, but they seem like they're connected in three or four episode arcs, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, where something is going on, uh, which brings me over to Nikki. Did you ever show up on uh, the set one day with a with a new script for your conversation with Allie and say to yourself, I did what? Because I did that a couple times with <laughs> your character. well luckily i
2: i read the script um before i showed up to los angeles period to film (laughs) um so (laughs) there weren't many uh surprises in that way but i i love doing comedy i mean i know we've talked about um you know that i've done mostly sci-fi but i would love to do more comedy and i think Curveballs just make it all, all the more fun and challenging and inspire you to be creative. So I was totally game for anything, it's even true. closets. I'll, I'll just put <laughs> it out there. You know what? All
1: right. <laughs> those I contract negotiations are right. over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've got about three minutes. We've got a little bit of housekeeping here. So Christian, how about you? Any final thoughts for the ladies? Well- I was going to say,
0: do you, do you any one of you two have any upcoming projects that we need to be aware of? And you can also follow Nikki and Personal Space on Twitter, and I believe both of you are on Facebook as well. If I'm also I'm,
3: on Twitter too. Yeah,
0: and Twitter as well. There, <laughs> do, you, do you either one of you have any upcoming projects?
2: I have a couple uh, indie films that will be coming out um, hopefully soon. But but I would say just but just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and I'll I'll uh, update when I have news.
0: Do you, still have the, do you still do the con circuit, I'm assuming? You need to come to Florida, both of you. And bring Tom <laughs> with you. And bring yeah, Curly definitely. With you. We'll
3: see what we can do, yeah.
0: Okay. I want to say this right now, Garrett, as a, as a gift to the ladies and the whole team, both cast and crew, um, because I found a 10 behind my sofa. The uh, <laughs> Hanging with the Web series will be happy to contribute to the next Kickstarter. For series too.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're waiting Wonderful. for it. We're waiting for it. We can't nope, we wait. We love, it. That. we love the show. We really did. You guys can find more information about Personal Space online. You can check out Facebook at Personal Space, Twitter at Personal SP underscore CE. Uh, check them out at personalspace.tv uh, mm-hmm. over at ShareTV on March 9th, sharetv.com. And of course, right now, right after the show you can go over to Amazon and already binge the whole thing and enjoy the show. Um, I'm G.W. Pomacher. Don't forget, for more great interviews with creative artists, tune in daily at hangingwithshow.com for our video episodes and come back every week to Krypton Radio every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm G.W. Pomacher.
0: And I'm Christian Basil, and we are always
1: asking, who are you hanging with? That's right. Remember guys, log on, tune in, and see who we're hanging with next.